This is the Podcast Express, and we're talking to whoever's listening out there. Welcome to Five Minutes of Trouble, the only podcast on the internet that covered the John Carpenter film Big Trouble in Little China five minutes at a time. I'm Josh Horowitz from the Five Minutes of Bonsai podcast, and along with my co-host Brett Stillo, this is part two of our epic two-part interview with Big Trouble actors and stuntmen Gerald Akamura, Jeff Imada, and Brian Imada. Okay, we, we were looking, uh, actually, we were looking at Carter Wong right now, so uh, did you guys have a chance to interact very much with Carter on the set? Not me. Not really? Not, 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 not really, no. Mm. There's, I mean... I wonder how much his English was at that, how, how good it was at the time. Great. Probably not. Nothing good. Yeah. No. He had some handlers too, right? Didn't he have some people all around him? Or he had some uh, women around him. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Tell us more. Tell us more. That's a good word, handler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Interpreters. Interpreters, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) I've seen uh, videos. I mean, he he still looks basically like he did 30 years ago. It's crazy. And he's still going and doing, like, tournament stuff. Even now, there are YouTube videos from, like, a year ago. Was he really? Yeah. Yeah. He sounds the same. Well, he was younger than us. Oh, yeah? A little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Is he still... Does he live around here still? I'm not sure. In California? You know, I haven't heard... Mm-hmm. I, it seems back. like I read something about maybe he's based partially in New York. Oh, okay. That kind of rings a bell, but I could be wrong about that. But hmm. um, were there any stunts that you guys performed in this scene that that like were significant that just didn't get shown? Something kind of interesting that you want to tell about? Um, I don't know. I hit the ground an awful lot. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all did. Right? Yeah, except for Gerald. Well, you know, yeah, I, was... I, I don't think, it's, like I said, it, the way John treated me, it was like, you're too noticeable, so go sit down, drink a cup of coffee kind yeah. of deal. So I, wa- I didn't participate as much as I wanted to, like, mm. you know, Brian and Jeff. I mean, you know, they go to wardrobe and then put on an outfit and then, and then they do a fight scene and then next time they get... They get a different wardrobe kind of deal, so yeah. Because he was an actor and a very stunt guy at that point. <laughs> he had to share a dressing room. He had his own. Ah, yeah. yes. <laughs> I had nice, handlers nice. too. <laughs> Female handlers? I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm not saying. This day and age, I'm not saying. <laughs> so you guys talked about. Um, you know, changing sides and being Wing Kong one minute and then Chang Sing the next. In the alley fight, was there ever a time, you know, when you were, yeah, you were both Chang Sing, well, not at the same time, but uh, during the alley fight, were you ever a, you know, was there ever a scene where you were Wing Kong and then another scene in the alley fight where you're uh, Chang Sing? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff and Brian did all of that. Yeah. Yeah, because I would think so. There weren't very many, because the, the guys who were the Wing Kong and were the Chan Sing, they were in character, and mm-hmm. so they had to play themselves. And there wasn't, and those guys were all accomplished martial artists, and um, for the most part, for the most part, almost everybody. And then, um, and then, like I said, there was very few Asian stunt people at that time, yeah. and so, you know, we had to double up to play the rest of the gangs that, to get beat up. So. Mm-hmm. So there was probably another maybe eight people or something, <laughs> six or eight people yeah. that were left to fight all those guys. So yeah. we sort of rotated around and just hit our faces and, <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah, that's why you can't really see us a lot because 
our backs to the camera. So ah, okay. We'll run off, change, and come back. Right. Yeah. Get beat up again. Got it. And sometimes you come out of the shot and maybe take off your turban and run back in the shot yeah. to be another guy. Wow. <laughs> while, the, while the film's still rolling. Yeah. That's and awesome. Then we, and then, like, you know, and like we were, we were saying before, like, you, you put on, if you were going to be on front of camera, then you'd put on a goatee or you'd put on a wig or you'd put, you know, height, put on a, you know, like eye patch, an eye patch or have, have a have a bandana partly over your eye or something, mm -hmm. you know, something. So, yeah, to hide our, our identity, our true identity. <laughs> You totally make it work because, I mean, you're saying it's, you know, a sequence with maybe 70 or 80 guys and on film it looks like there's hundreds of you. So it totally works. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're the main principal pieces of action and everybody else was filling in to, to make it, you know, fuller, mm -hmm. you know. And then uh, not – and they weren't saying they – were, they weren't trying to imply that those of us that were – doubling up that we looked all looked at this we looked alike yeah. but that we all looked the same but, <laughs> but, it, but it showed your versatility i mean yeah. that's awesome now you go through scenes like this and you know you guys ratchet up the intensity and you know and then they say cut i mean how do you transition from such intensity to then you know going over to you know craft services and grabbing a donut i mean what, fairly, what do you go fairly through? Fairly easy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like turning a switch. Yeah. Or you, you I, know. I think it all depends on the individual because some of them, uh, I wouldn't say the stunt guys, mm -hmm. uh, but I think more of the uh, the background people that got a chance to kind of do some of the stuff, uh, they're hyped up way before the, they shoot the scene. Huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, it takes them maybe a while to kind of calm down, I think. Yeah. Uh, but I think that as a whole, like, correct me if I'm wrong, Jeff, but the, most of us just kind of get ready for the next opportunity to, uh, yeah, yeah, or to we, do or we, uh, you know, like I was saying before, we stick around on set and just you know make sure our our friends were you know you go. were you know if there's anything that we could help them with or if it was a miss or something or you know mm -hmm. as far as a punch or a kick or something, yeah, we you know. Uh, give them more, give them our um, two cents to help make them look better. Yeah. So. so I think at this point we're going to move on to uh, kind of the final scene that I wanted to talk to you guys about, and that's the great arcade sequence at the end. And it's interesting that this scene is, you know, you still have the, the Wing Kong and the Chang Sing, but we've moved now from the territory of sort of traditional kung fu action movie to more of the fantasy Kung Fu, you know, we've got people on wires. We've got those uh, uh, those ramps. You know, what do they call those things? I air remember ramps. the air ramps. Yeah, you got yeah. people flying all over the and place. The uh, so like I'm that. I'm curious to hear what you guys have to say about this. So we're gonna watch now minutes 80 through 85. Uh, actually, I do want to rewind this a little bit because there's that one scene where we see you, Gerald, with those those beautiful axes, <laughs> these big silver things, and I, I was just curious. Uh, uh, how heavy those things were. <laughs> what was it like carrying those axes yeah, in that scene? Those weren't props. Those were uh, real Chinese uh, axe, and they must weigh about 75 pounds. Yeah. Those were heavy, yeah. And now, know? you didn't actually have to fight with those, though. You were just sort of carrying them. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you believe that? Right? I do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I wasn't there, so I believe that. You think so? <laughs> yeah. You carried them all day long, and you know. I had to carry that home. I had to sleep with that axe. That's why you made look very light. And I told John, I says, "Forget the axe. I got guns." 
Oh, those were props. <laughs> I've heard later that he actually did kind of hurt Susie Pie with that needle prop. And you can see her physically wince if you look like right around. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah she's like, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that hurt her. <laughs> That's acting. That's acting is right. It's supposed to be <laughs> in a daze. <laughs> what did you guys think of this set? I mean, what an incredible neon, you know, yeah, massive set fantastic. for the Great Arcade. Fantastic, yeah. That's the best. <laughs> he just gets knocked out for a good 30 seconds. And they're running running over the... That was a couple of different sets. Oh, yeah. No, we, we talked to yeah. James uh, about how that was done, and yeah. he suggested that. An excellent, excellent scene. I mean, there's just so much happening in this, and editing makes it feel right. Everything happening in the background here. So you guys were part of the uh, the Jang yeah. Sing and the Wing Kong that were fighting back uh -huh. then? Yeah. Yeah, Dennis had a couple of different doubles, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very realistic looking. Oh, there it is. And that's Jim that's Lau? A, yeah. Yeah, that's Jim Lau. Mm. He was, what, executive producer? No, he was associate producer. Associate. He and, uh, he and James, James Lou. became uh, associate producers. Yeah. That's the only scene that I die in the movie. Yeah. Any movie. <laughs> Any movie. Any movie? <laughs> <laughs> found out that that was a reverse shot yeah, right there. A reverse shot, yeah. yeah. And Dennis trained hard so he could do most of that. Yeah. And yeah, James said that he took that very seriously and he yeah. would really work hard with that he one. Walked around with a sword. Mm -hmm. And another chance for for yeah. Jack to basically just be incapacitated for like yeah. a minute and a half. That's right. That way he can't get in trouble. <laughs> and that was done with trampolines. Yeah. yeah. Double tramps going. Mm. Did one of you guys uh, have to be lying on the ground, <laughs> dead, no, I, in any of these scenes? Yeah, I think. <laughs> just different. No, not too much. I think only <clears throat> the, the master, I think. Yeah, at the end. Toward the end. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah, because most of the time they wanted the bodies out of there to give room for the rest of the yeah. to shoot. Them. <laughs> I just love how long that sequence goes on. I know. It's so great. <laughs> Mid-air flight. <laughs> He's still yeah. struggling. Who's in that suit? I can't remember his one. Is that Cunning? Cunning? Yeah. Oh. oh, maybe. What was his name? Kundi? Oh. The cinematographer? No. No, 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 no. no, stunt, no. Guy. stunt guy. Another guy from Hawaii. Cummings. Cummings. Yeah. Cummings. Yeah. Bobby. Was Bobby, Bobby Cummings. Or was it Cardiente? Oh, what? No, Where no. I think, that was, I think that was Cummings. In, in the guard, the ceremonial guard suit? In that, with the scene with... Mm -hmm. uh, Kirk Russell. Mm. And I wonder who the two actors were who were playing the uh, the spirits right here who were fighting um, these guys. I can't remember. That was shot later. In in the making of Big Trouble, you actually see they had a production still of what their whole costume and makeup looked like. It was very elaborate. You just can't see it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, they had so much stuff to cover with telling the story that they mm. couldn't show a lot of the fight stuff. Yeah. You know, so... And there's, there's at least five individual sort of fight stories going on here. Oh, and then the sad end of Al. Yeah. Did you guys get to see when they destroyed this? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. That's a great way to... Uh, <laughs> instead of dismantling a set, you just get to kind of destroy, destroy parts of it. <laughs> yeah, and all, all practical effects, too. A lot of dummies in this. <laughs> Did he call you a dummy, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, we just got to see the destruction right here. One take there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. 
And you take what they end up with. That's yep. it. Lots yeah. of lots of cameras on that one. Uh, so yeah, the great arcade sequence. We just watched some of this, just so uh, I, I can ask again in case the the quality didn't come on. So what did you guys think when you first stepped into the set of the great arcade? Well, what were your your first thoughts? Just Very just impressive. looking at it. Very impressive set. Yeah. yeah, for me it was the same kind of awesome awesome set. Uh, but you know, it's again one of those where. Uh, you look at all the work that's involved mm -hmm. putting up the set, and then the afterthought to that is after they blew it up and destroyed it. It's yeah. like uh, you know, I think most of the movie they do they build it up and then they blow it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then how long uh, was this sequence? How many weeks would you say you worked on uh, the arcade fight? I don't think it was weeks. I think it was days. Yeah, it was days. Really? Was, yeah. Was, that, that's why we we had. Again, we had a lot of fights choreographed that we choreographed, but then we couldn't focus on it mm -hmm. because there's so much storytelling to do with all the principles. So we were more or less background, unless it was specific, you know, places where like Gerald gets killed or Al gets killed. We'd see us, you know, and those were edited too because there's a point where, you yeah, know, like, a lot of them got cut out. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you might have caught Gerald right at the end of when he finished killing somebody somebody else and then he gets killed or Al just finished the fight and then they just cut into it and, you know, killed him off. So it was, uh, seemed sh shorter as far as our involvement. Um, we were still on set, but uh, yeah. because there's so much going on with Kim and Kurt and Dennis and mm -hmm. all the storms and stuff that um, they had to focus on that part to, to make sure they... Had a, had a movie rather right. than a bunch of guys fighting. Yeah. fighting. <laughs> so what what we want to say is that all the stunt guys had a lot of time for coffee and uh, yeah. craft service. <laughs> Lots of donuts. A lot of, a lot of the principles was uh, shooting, you know, and it right. took a while. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. And if, and if uh, James or was busy and Dennis was free and he wanted to train, we, we all sort of help keep Dennis going because if he had questions about stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I said, I think everybody was very helpful yeah. uh, and receptive. Mm -hmm. The other thing was that uh, they were very, I think, receptive. I mm -hmm. think that was the key, I think, because yeah. uh, uh, a lot of them had a lot of experience and were sharing it. And the mm -hmm. ones that accepted the... Uh, critique and whatever I think benefit the most I think you know it's interesting you say that Gerald I, I remember during our interview with uh, James Liu he mentioned that he he was very uh, happy that the the cast of uh, people who worked on the film everybody left their egos at the door James said did you you guys felt that I mean that the people yeah. that you worked with yeah I mean there was yeah definitely I mean especially it was great all the different martial artists from all the different styles and everybody got along great and and it didn't matter what you trained right. in or anything like yeah. that, you know, because sometimes there's a little bit of a conflict. Sometimes. There was a few. Yeah. There were. But, uh, but. Not so much with the stunt people. Yeah, because we had worked together. Yeah. Worked together before. Uh, so. But the background people, there was occasion that they didn't want to be paired off with somebody. They wanted to win. They mm. didn't want to oh, lose. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Too. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. There were some people that definitely wanted to win regardless mm. Who would step in at that point to kind of get them to... That's the know, coordinator. To, yeah. Uh, or, or some of us that have been around on the set more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Say something that, you know... Yeah. yeah. What they don't understand is that, like, you know, with Jeff and those guys, not only are they experienced in the movie stuff, yeah, but you're dealing with rank. <laughs> 
you know, some of them think their rank overranks Jeff or whatever. You know, I'm just saying that maybe didn't happen that way, but a lot of them feel that they have higher rank than mm. the guy that's telling him, hey, no, you, you got to lose on this fight kind right. of deal. So there was that little bit of that. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like, I mean, that's something where you, you have to earn it. I mean, you have to be on a number of these films. You have to sort of well, be I more think, established. I think Jeff can explain more of that. But I think what happens is that uh, you don't get asked to come back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you got to be in with the group yeah, because, when I say that. Uh, yeah. You got to give and take. Yeah, because you're there to make a movie. Right. You yeah. know, it doesn't matter if you're a fifth degree or whatever, or you've been studying for 20 years. If you're going to lose, you're going to lose. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's sort of, you're playing a part. It's not really you. So, Hmm. so you have to sort of explain to them that, yeah, I understand that, but you're playing a part. You're Mm -hmm. not, it's not you who's actually losing and somebody has to lose at this point. You win it in another part of the fight. So, Hmm. so, you know, just let's all work together and make it exciting and, Mm -hmm. and, uh, and have you lose? <laughs> Change your turban. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm going to ask again about the uh, the double axes that you carry in that scene. I mean, they're, they're just wicked looking. So tell me a little bit about about the axes. Was that provided to you, or, or did you end up uh, making? Those? No, that was props. That was props. That was props. Uh, that was another thing that uh, they wanted. Well, John introduced. The character with those with those acts, I really don't fight with them. Yeah, it was just more of a short thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how much did you say that they weighed? Well, I think they were like hundred fifty pounds uh, <laughs> together. Each. No, each. Each. <laughs> I had to. I had to train for maybe three three months lifting weights. Uh, no, really, it's uh, really they were heavy yeah, though. There is a lot of wires. Certainly, that I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> now you're gonna blow my cover. <laughs> no, they were propped. They were they were fairly light. Uh, it wasn't solid, mm-hmm. but it was. Uh, there's a story that I want to share. I don't know if I can. So you might have to uh, edit this out. Okay. All right. Uh, the prop lady mm. was a man and wife. Uh, Johnson, right? Ken, Ken Johnson. Ken. Ken yeah, okay. Ken Him and the wife. We've heard about Ken, yeah. Okay. Anyway, I asked, I said, what's the chance of me getting one of the X, getting the X, you know, can I uh, confiscate can the you, X? Can you purchase those at a very high price? I, I did say that. I did say that. <laughs> can I buy the weapons? Yeah. They said, no, it's rental. Okay. okay. All right. Long story short, years go by. I'm working on a showdown in Little Tokyo. Mm. Brendan Lee. Right, right, right. Okay. And who do I run into? Kent's wife. Uh-huh. She's the prop master on showdown in Little Tokyo. Uh-huh. And uh, I run into her, and, and, and all of a sudden she says, Gerald? He goes, what a, what an opportunity. She goes, <laughs> I have a gift for you. Oh, and I said, okay, you know what? Uh, haven't seen her in, since that time. Yeah. Long story short, the next day, she presents me with one of the exes. Wow. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. That's awesome. Was it, was it the actual one that you used in the film? or The actual one. Wow. One of the two uh-huh. that I had there. She confiscated. <laughs> I don't say how wide. Acquired. She moved. Four times, I think, in that span, uh-huh. she moved houses. And every time, she, this is a story that she told me. Wow. 
She took the axe with her. Why she don't know? <laughs> Until that day, and and well, the following day, she brings me the axe and she wow. goes, "I have a surprise for you." How great! This is for you, and I just blew my mind. How, How many years mind. later was this? Oh, I want to say what was that? Maybe five, six years. So you have the axe? I have the axe. Wow! It's up for sale, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't there was actually it. two, but Gerald already sold one of them. Oh. <laughs> she only confiscated one of the two. So where is the as other axe? I know. Yeah, yeah. I thought you know, hmm. there, there's times that I, I I really wanted to share the the story yeah. because you know to me it's really awesome. I mean, for this lady no, to no, carry it for four or five that's years. That's great. So wow. yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> Well, actually, speaking about weapons, so uh, again, going back to that 1986 press kit, they describe you, Gerald, as the man of many weapons. And certainly I've heard that you've made weapons over the years, but ha do you remember ever getting that name and man of many weapons? You had that yeah. name before the movies. Oh, yeah. did you? Yeah. 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 I had a uh, cover story on Inside Kung Fu hmm. that uh, I forget who wrote that. Anyway, uh, that was the, the title, ah. Man of Many Weapons. Uh huh. Uh, and that was uh, one of my first cover stories that I got mm -hmm. uh, in the magazine. And uh, I, I, I remember I, I actually had a chance to interview you via email years ago because I've, I've had that Wing Kong site for a long time. And you mentioned at that time that you had something called an Akamura hook sword. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Have you had any other interesting weapons that you've designed uh, yeah, the, since then? The belt. Not, not. It can't. The timeline is here nor there mm -hmm. uh, as far as weapons, mm. you know, like Jeff said. Uh, and, and really, this comes from uh, Danny Nosanto when I met him on Killer Elite. Mm. Oh. He introduced me to the buckle. It's a push dagger. Mm. That's a buckle. And what I did was I, uh, I used that concept and I had two in my belt in the back. Mm -hmm. uh, Push daggers. And they look like decorations. Part, yeah, part of the belt, you can actually. see the it's stainless steel and a black belt yeah. and, and that kind of deal. Uh, that was one of them. Huh. When they had uh, this incident of a serial killer, I think freeway serial killer Ooh. or whatever in LA, yeah. a guy came up to me. He was going to teach uh, women self-defense. He says, "Hey, come up with a uh, with some kind of weapon." Mm. Okay, so um, one of the weapons that I came up with is uh, it's a tampon plastic holder. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> two tampons in there. What I did was I took the tampons out, I put two spikes in there, put the cardboard back on, put the cover back on the tampon holders. Now all you got to do is reach in and take the cover off, and all you see is two tampon mm -hmm. cardboards, and all you got to do, you're close enough, you can just shove it. Right in the guy's face, oh. you know. So that was my concept, and the guy says, I don't think this is legal. <laughs> but that was my but idea. But what would you have called it, though? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brian, help me out, well, Brian. I mean, but the, the good thing about it, was, since it was tampons, it would stop the bleeding at the same time. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> there you go. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> But kill, yeah, kill him and was, don't worry about the mess. There's no there mess. Was, uh, <laughs> there was times when I used the, the knife, not so much the tampon, but the knife mm -hmm. in the belt uh, to get a job in a mm -hmm. movie. Mm -hmm. uh, 
Yeah, I would go up to the director, and you know, and, and, and I, he goes, "Where's your weapon?" And I walk up to him, and I, I pull it out, and I come, and I have it right on the side. Of his oh neck. no! And he goes, "Well, <laughs> are you gonna kill me with your finger?" I said, "No, I just slice your juggler vein." And you know, and, whoa! And at that at that point, I thought that I wasn't gonna get the job, so I just went for it. <laughs> You know, Did you so, get the job? Yes. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. There you go. So you know, and you know, he used to go in the airplanes with those and stuff like that. <laughs> well, that that too. You know, like uh, you talk about killer elite. Mm. I read a little bit on the, what we had to do at the airport. Yeah. I actually had a castmate. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. A castmate. I concealed a stainless steel tube in it, mm. okay, like a blowgun. I mm. had a flexible hose come up. Huh. I attached that to a plastic cup so you can be like you're drinking. The dots that I made were stainless steel uh, welding rod, huh. okay. And I would conceal these in a 120 hot pack. I would have eight of them in there. Uh, yeah, huh. and I took that to do Killer Elite. At that time, they said uh, it was uh, too violent. Yeah. There would there would be like uh, an R. They were trying for a PG. With, wow. And this is pack and paw. There was no way that you would get pack and paw to do a Sam pack and PG. Yeah. I mean, you know, so yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, last thing I have in the arcade sequence. Uh, so so yeah, I mean, this is the fight, unfortunately, where your your character meets the untimely end, the double swords uh, to the shoulder from Jim Lau. Was this part of a longer fight sequence where yes. you actually it was? Yeah, it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we just went back to back and forth, like Jeff said. You uh -huh. know, when they got to the editing room uh, time frame, they started doing a lot of chopping. For yeah, a lot of people. I mean, uh, yeah. But yeah, most of the fight scenes that you see is mm -hmm. chopped up. Yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not the it's choreographed. Length. To at least, what, what would you say, 20, 25 moves? Yeah, yeah at least. At least. Yeah. And then, then gives the editor enough room to kind of edit what he wanted, kind mm -hmm. of deal. Yeah. yeah. So that, that basically covers the scenes, uh, sort of the last kind of thoughts that I have here. Uh, Jeff, what would you say was your favorite moment from the film? Was there like a specific stunt that you're proud of or, or something like that? Um, yeah, the one where I got pushed off in the car into the ocean. No, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We didn't see that. <laughs> um, that might have been Lethal Weapon 4. <laughs> well, well, yeah, I did do that die in a car there, too. <laughs> Seems I die, we die quite a bit in cars. <laughs> um, no, it's, and there was another truck. That was another semi. That's right. Yeah. Oh. Well, I got pushed, I got killed by a semi twice. <laughs> anyway, um, I don't, I can't specifically say, I'd say the alley fight was yeah. a, really a lot of fun because mm -hmm. we, you know, we got to participate and, you know, we got to be different, different bad guys and, you know, mm -hmm. do different things and, and, uh, and it was like, you know, like we were talking about everybody working together and trying to, you know, make something memorable, mm -hmm. which I think was accomplished in a lot of ways. Yeah, we did good. You know? yeah, everybody did and, good. And uh, Needles was fun. Mm -hmm. um, fortunately, I was able to, you know, hide my face and, and play other parts yeah. um, because I'm just blending, not like <laughs> Gerald. <so. laughs> but, but um, yeah, I can't say specifically. I can't. There's, I'm sure there was at the time yeah. um, some cool gag I, I did, but I can't specifically remember right now. 
That's okay. Um, uh, Gerald, what about you? What would you well, say were some of your... It's kind of hard not to pick the, the six-gun scene. Of course, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'll just stay with that. Okay. I mean, uh, like Jeff said, you know, there's other... We participated in a lot of fight scenes. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, for me, the memorable one would have been with the guns. Sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, what about you, Brian? Um, the memorable one was in the warehouse when I got thrown onto the table. Oh, that's right. And they didn't score it, you know? And hmm. it didn't break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they had to do it again. Yeah, so we did it again. But it was fine. Remember that? Did he adjust I you? I remember uh, properly. I don't know. Did Jeff think so. no. adjust you properly? I was. That was not. That wasn't. I wasn't in charge of that part. <laughs> I mean, but at that most, point, at that time. But the most fun was in the alley when we had to run out, change, I, I back think so. in. I think everybody yeah. enjoyed that. That was the alley fight. Yeah. 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 Mm. Uh, can you guys remember? Were there any sort of behind-the-scene moments in these action sequences that you know fans don't really know about, like amusing outtakes, anything like that? Like, was there a big fail that, that <laughs> you kind of remember? For me, um, I can remember. I, I, I think Jeff and those guys participated more because I think they shot more than, you guys must have shot like about four weeks. That's yeah. because Gerald yeah. was perfect in everything he did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to say it, but I was just a one take. Yeah, one take just, Gerald. I was just going to say that, but you know. And then the editor comes around and does a one take on me and chops me with nah. one slice. Yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah. Mm -hmm. I know there was like um, when the the storms were there and when they made an appearance and they mm -hmm. were spinning through the air and things right. like that. Because at the time, wire work was not really done a lot oh, yeah. here. Um, and before that, everything was on piano wire and stuff, mm. stuff like that. So. John didn't feel comfortable putting guys actually on the wires, except unless they were going straight up and down, kind of almost. So, so a lot of the scenes where they're flying through the air, that was you know the trampoline or something like that. And then if they're flipping, it was basically when you see them spinning through the air and flipping through the air, the storms. They're actually dummies. Oh, those and, are dummies. Yeah, and huh. they're they're being pulled through the air on a motor, and they're spinning. Oh. And then there's a few times at the beginning where they would go up and they would like not spin or they'd <laughs> slowly or, or they'd be out of out around you know the spinning would be fast and slow and then so there was those moments where you know you could tell john was getting sort of frustrated yeah. <laughs> but uh i do remember recall that and then um just trying to get a lot of action done in a short period of time sure. with a lot of people and mm -hmm. trying to figure out the best way to accomplish that we even broke off and sort of like splintered off and try to f grab some shots of things because time was so, um, <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah, second mess, unit did a lot. Man. Yeah, we did yeah. a lot of stuff. We did we shot a lot of stuff to to help fill in things because we didn't have enough time to shoot everything first unit. So mm -hmm. so we'd run back and forth, you know, like trying to do that mm -hmm. and help James out and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. um, Brett, do you have any uh, sort of last minute stuff to uh, to ask our guests? Only about 30 or 40 things. Uh, <laughs> just, you know, because, yeah, you guys, your your credits, uh, your list of credits is just so fantastic. I, I feel like I have to ask, you know, with the, the great careers you guys have had, if you had, you know, are there any specific moments, you just, you know, um, what would you say are just some of your favorite experiences overall in your careers as stuntmen? And, you know, how would they maybe compare to uh, working on Big Trouble? 
Um, for me, I was I was uh, fortunate enough that after Big Trouble, because I did help out a lot on the second unit and a lot of different different parts of the film, um, that John John and Larry Franco asked me to come back and coordinate um, for them on all the other films after that. Um, and I didn't want to step on Kenny's toes because you know I f felt like Kenny should be the one to carry on, but they they wanted me to. Uh, come on board and and uh and work with john so i've been mm -hmm. fortunate enough to work with john since big Tro on every film since he's done since big trouble in little china oh, wow. as stunt coordinator he also helped me get my i directed second unit for him so i got my dga card with him oh, that's great i was able to like i was fortunate enough to sit in the editing room with him and cut film with him what was that and like it was great i mean we were like sometimes we'd race to see who could cut film the fastest well. and stuff like that and <laughs> and then we and then i sat in and watched him compose and do so it so it's very few directors that i can say that know their craft from beginning to end from mm -hmm. the writing aspect to producing directing editorial music and composition and everything so i've been fortunate very fortunate to be able to you know that John allowed me to work with him and sit with him on in all phases of, of production. So, mm. so it helped a lot in my career. Mm. Um, so it's uh, it was you know I, I have to say that's one of the highlights. Well, a big highlight mm -hmm. of my career. Um, and then I was offered Matrix Two and Three. I just brought brought up one in Matrix One, but Two and Three. I knew the producer and line producer on that show, and they had called me to. Um, come over on that mm. uh, uh, early on and uh, and I we just had started shooting Ghost of Mars mm -hmm. and I would have loved to have done that it was another time because it had everything you can possibly you know ask for as far as action but mm. um, you know I couldn't leave John, John yeah. was, John's such a great guy that um, mm. you know it was not not worth it for me to to do that and leave right. John and uh, mm. you know so, so I got to say that John, working with John Carpenter is, is very instrumental in, in a lot of uh, my knowledge mm -hmm. in, in a lot of areas in filmmaking. Very good. What about you, Gerald? What were some of like the other movies that you've worked on compared those experiences to uh, Big Trouble? Well, like everything else, you know, it comes down to Big Trouble, Little China. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's very hard to kind of find something better. Hmm. And, uh, you know, in other interviews, uh, you have it as, what is your favorite? Mm -hmm. And a favorite can be being a principal in, in, in a project right. or being a, a stunt guy getting uh, the recognition like Big Trouble and the, the six-shooter guy. Mm -hmm. you know? To me, the character is still alive. Hmm. And so it, it's real hard for me to say, well... This project, this other project was better. Mm. Most of it, I try to have as much fun on it as possible. Uh, and my thing is that if I can entertain, because I, I did a movie, was supposed to be an action movie, mm -hmm. and uh, it ended up as being one of the funnier midnight specials. <laughs> oh, uh, would, would this be Samurai Cop? I I couldn't hear that. Oh, would cop. this would this be Samurai Cop? Excuse me, can you speak up? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't I, I I didn't hear you, Brett. But this project was one that uh, the, the DP shot it as a serious martial art movie, and when I went to see the screening, a midnight special, 
uh, I mean, sitting in the audience, uh, the audience was just laughing at, at scenes, at dialogue, uh, but they were enjoying themselves. So after the, the movie, we had questions and answers, cast and crew. <laughs> and they asked the DP, uh, you know, what he thought about the movie and all that. And again, he said, you know, he thought he was shooting something action, <laughs> not a comedy type of deal. Wow. And for me, it was like, you know, if I can entertain, you know, if the person out there enjoys laughing at it, uh -huh. you know. Uh, I I can be the clown or whatever of the mm -hmm. project, but if you laugh, you entertain, you've been entertained. Mm -hmm. I mean, for me, that's that's good enough. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, I can't remember the name of that title, Brad, but uh, <laughs> you might be right. Perhaps. Oh, that was Samurai Cop, right? Samurai Cop. Cop. Something. Some cop, kind of a cop. 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 Samurai? Samurai cop. cop. You know, like cop. when you drink your tea? Oh, samurai cop. Samurai cup. Oh. Samurai cup. Yeah. All, all about crime in the dishware industry. It was really <laughs> a, uncovered a lot of things. And where can you see that now, Gerald? It might be in the archives. 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 I think it's buried somewhere in the desert. <laughs> And, but uh, it's just a fun thing. Yeah. Yeah. If you have a chance, watch it. Samurai oh, yeah. Cop. Yeah. Yeah. Cop. Yeah. Cop. <laughs> and uh, Brian, Samurai what about, uh, what about you? Uh, oh. You know, the, the movies that you've worked on, TV stuff, compared to Big Trouble. Well, the, well Big Trouble was probably the most fun uh -huh. we've had. Because um, I met a lot of guys, too, yeah. on that show. But probably one of the more memorable films I worked on was well, when I doubled Italian Fat. My brother threw my name in. Hmm. I got to double him on two movies. That's neat. Yeah. And he's a great guy. Yeah, I can see the resemblance, sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's a couple inches <laughs> taller than me, so I didn't wear this, but <laughs> did I say that? <laughs> but the driving was, uh, we did a lot of driving in uh, uh, The Corrupter, mm. and that was that was a heck of a lot of fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but, uh, mm. yeah, that was one of the more memorable ones. Right. But I'll never forget Gerald, mm -hmm. because he's like, one of the favorites we have. Mm. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. You're invited to dinner already, so don't. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to add on to this list of uh, compliments. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, so I wanted to thank you guys so much for taking the time to have this amazing get together of, you know, cast and, uh, you know, talk <laughs> old times here. And it's an honor to, to meet you. And you know, I respect all the work you did. I mean, I, I, Remember Big Trouble in Little China from when I was just a kid watching it in a hotel room, and it's turned into so much. You know, it's it's shaped part of my life, and to be able to meet you, it's it's truly special. So thank yeah. you, thank yeah, you, very thank much. you. Yeah, I've, got to, I've got to say that the film that's most commented about when people I like, talk to people is mm -hmm. Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. Like, is John going to make another Big Trouble in yeah. Little China? And you know, I've I've worked on a lot of different projects, but that mm -hmm. film is always comes up all the time. Oh, that, actually, that brings up a question. So if the movie with The Rock happens, and I haven't heard of anything in like the last two years, but if it happens and they come asking, would you guys be in it again? Uh, yeah, I actually have talked to them about, uh, I've talked to The Rock's uh, oh. producing partner. and Do you, do you have any and, information? Because uh, it's been like nothing for so long. This was last year, yeah. early in the year, I think, uh -huh. it's been longer, that they're waiting for the first draft of the script to come out. Oh, I see. And okay. they're going to 
talk to John and get his blessings and stuff like that. So they wanted to make sure that John was, you know, uh-huh. Even okay, so it's still still in the works then. Yeah. But I, if they if they come knocking, will you guys heed the call? Will we me. see? No, no. Not unless they have me just sit in and just kind of point. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> physical. You could be the ghost of yourself. There you go. Uh-huh. Yeah. With the six go. guns. There you go. I can carry the six guns. Yeah. <laughs> and the axes will be on your back. Pull yeah, but that'd be interesting what comes up uh, the, mm-hmm. the next go around. Yeah. Only one axe. Yeah. Though. No, it'd be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I wanted to just uh, sort of end the episode here so with a couple of final plugs. So please visit us at 5minutesoftrouble.com. You can also check us out on Facebook at 5 Minutes of Trouble. Uh, Twitter, we're at 5 Minutes Trouble. We also have the, uh, the truck stop still on the Facebook if you want to discuss this episode. Uh, of course, uh, we, we have our other podcast. We discuss uh, 5 Minutes of Bonsai. So please be sure to check out that if you like Buckaroo Bonsai. Uh, please tell your friends about this podcast. Give us a nice rating on iTunes if you can. Uh, and uh, that's pretty much it. So, uh, yeah, again, thank you, Brett. Uh, any last words here? Yeah, again, thanks for uh, talking with us today. And also, thanks for all the great moments you've given us in movies over the years. Oh, thank you. Well, thank you. <laughs> Let right. me have my two cents spin. Wing Kong rules. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that out there in the wilderness, Wing Kong rules. But lords of death are slow, are right behind. <laughs> and then you got to watch out for that samurai cop. <laughs> oh, the cop. Only the samurai cop. is the cop. It's going to be a new, right. new, new character in the next Big Trouble in Little China. All right. All right. Thank well, you. The, thank you. Uh, this is the Podcast Express signing off. Uh, thank you for listening to yet another episode of Five Minutes of Trouble. Wing Kong rules. <laughs>